Any successful plan requires wisdom and preparation, and retirement is no different. It's time for the Plan Wise Retire Free Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome into this week's edition of Plan Wise Retire Free, or this bi-weekly edition, I guess I should say. And of course, I was always here with uh, Jude and Mike. We're going to talk about investing, finance, and retirement. And this week, we're going to talk about cash. So we're going to talk about the old greenbacks there. Mike, how you doing, buddy? You know, I'm doing great. I got great news. You do? Yeah. We just uh, finished this weekend. I was in a barbecue competition at the Manatee County Fair. Mm-hmm. And it came in second place. Nice. I've got to try this barbecue. I've heard about it multiple times. So, second, that's awesome. Very cool. Jude, how are you, my friend? Uh, jealous. <laughs> yeah, right. I haven't had any of the barbecue, so I'm jealous. Oh, well, I was getting ready to ask you how how good is this barbecue, but you haven't had it, so okay. Well, I, you know, Mike's been threatening to share it with me for quite some time yet, but he hasn't followed through on the threat. <laughs> oh, okay. So we're gonna have to do that. We'll have to we'll have to do. Uh, we're in different locations this week here on the podcast, but we'll have to do one where we get together and, and Mike can bring the barbecue. So I'll do it. All right, fantastic. Well, kudos on on coming in second. That's very awesome. And and Jude was telling me actually as well that you uh, that you and the missus there um, your tax practice is is uh, in full swing at this time of the year as well you guys are starting to rock and roll there oh boy yeah uh, barbara's busy as a as they call a one-armed paper hanger mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're going at it hard okay. already already well there you go but folks. she so, loves it so well, good. That's good well good well if you've got questions or concerns you need a little help well you can reach out to jude and, and mike of course for your their holistic wealth managers for your retirement plans but you could also uh, touch base and let them know you come in and talk with barbara as well uh, about possibly taxes so you can have that chat and conversation also and as i mentioned we're going to talk about cash guys the Benjamin um good or bad we're going to go through a couple things here you know we all want to see kind of that healthy bank account i know everybody kind of has you know different kinds of uh, feelings about oh if i see x number of dollars i just kind of i want to have this much in the bank so that i feel safe or whatever the case might be and everybody kind of has a different uh, way to grasp that but usually that's kind of called the emergency fund or the emergency money and so you know f- there's lots of different ways to kind of counteract that and look at how much, you know, there's different conversations, how much should you have for emergency, so on and so forth. So is it counterproductive to have too much cash? So we're going to explore that idea and discuss whether cash can be good or bad. Uh, and I grant everybody's going to say, well, it's good. It's always good, but we're just going to go on both sides of the coin here and see what we've got. So we'll start off with, again, like I said, we almost all like the idea of a healthy bank account. What are some possible uses of cash uh, that make it a good idea to have a sufficient amount on hand. And again, this is for retirees and pre-retirees. Well, you're right. One of the things you said was an emergency fund. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, most people, a lot of people have um, their number. We call it the number, the magic number. It's a number in their head that they feel like they need to have in, in cash in order for them to be able to put their head on the pillow at night and, and feel good. And that can rep. I mean, that that's all over the place. But you know, emergency funds important. Uh, we like to call this, and you've heard our let's talk about our bucket plan over and over. But we call it the now bucket, and we always look at, at uh, an emergency fund. Sometimes you have some planned large expenses, uh, like you might be thinking about buying a car, remodeling the bathroom, or something like that, or a big vacation. And so, or just if you're in the retired world, to have a fairly large amount of cash that would cover um, six months to a year's of, of living expenses. And we call that the now bucket. So, 
we think that's a good representation of what should be in the bank or in something that's like money markets or something in savings, something that's safe and secure, but 100% liquid. Absolutely, Mike. And the thing that we've been able to help clients with is trying to maximize the return on that now bucket because many times clients say, well, Jude, you know, the bank isn't paying anything. I'm getting less than half a percent on that money that I have in savings. And there are a lot of institutions now that are internet banks that have FDIC insurance that they're paying four or five times what the average local bank is paying. So you get to have your cake and eat it too. You get that safety that you want with the FDIC insurance and you get to make a little bit more than, than what the local bank may be paying. So, you know, that's something that uh, we've explored with clients before. Okay. Well, having said that, what's some the opposite side then, guys? What might be, uh, why might it be, excuse me, counterproductive to have too much cash on hand? Well, I tell you, I've seen both sides of the fence on this. Uh, give you an example of a client that we have. Her and her husband are still working, but they could retire at any time. They, we've done their bucket plan. They know what type of income that they're going to receive, but they have a very large now bucket. And we've talked to them for years about, hey, some of this cash, you could be earning so much more. It surpasses your sleep at night number, like Mike said previously. What I had to come to realize, and, and Mike coached me on this, is that sometimes if you don't need to invest that money, which these clients really don't, their plan works without getting that extra type of return that a soon and, and later bucket would produce, that it really is an emotional feel at that point for the client. My tendency as an investment advisor is that too much money sitting in cash is inefficient and you could be getting a better return. So that's when I think it's counterproductive, but you also have to balance that out with what makes you feel good. Yeah. You know, the counterproductive part obviously is that, you know, especially in today's environment uh, with interest rates being so low on cash and type instruments, that inflation, even in today's low and fairly low inflation, inflation continues to eat away on the buying power. So long term, that can be counterproductive. But and then there are folks that have way too much cash based on fear. And when you look at the rest of their resources and you look at and you, if you've done the math on their financial plan, sometimes there is a rate of return they need to make in order to be successful long-term and they need to be able to uh, outpace inflation with some of that money. And so the counterproductive part of that is, is because it's in such a low earning environment uh, that they're actually losing ground safely, we call that. So uh, sometimes they, they feel safer, but they really don't understand that they're losing ground safely. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, people often will ask us, guys, and, and we hear this all the time, whether I'm hosting shows or having a conversation with somebody in the street or whatever the case might be, and I know you guys hear this as well, well, then what is an appropriate amount of cash to have? Uh, and I know that that can vary from person to person. You know, if like, for example, I was having a chat with somebody who said, well, they just felt better having, you know, $100,000 uh, sitting there. And it's like, you know, when are you going to need have a $100,000 emergency? I mean, I guess it's possible. I don't know their life, but... You know, how do you normally answer that question when someone says, what is the appropriate amount? Well, you know, the, the standard answer is three to six months of living expenses. Okay. But 
you know, I, I, if you dig a little deeper, first of all, are they married or single? Uh, if they're married or both folks working, you know, you might be able to go toward the lower end of the scale uh, because both of them are working. And so if one of them became disabled or lost their job, at least you could fall back on the, the one that's not having issues uh, they're earning. So uh, you might be able to go toward the three months end of the, of the spectrum, whereas somebody that's single or only one of those folks are working, uh, maybe you go to the six-month end because, again, a bad event, either in a loss of a job or loss of the ability to earn income if you're working still, could have a pretty big impact on how much you need uh, in that quote-unquote emergency fund. And then I guess the other thing is, uh, go back to our Nile bucket kind of scenario to say, do you have any planned large expenses? And if you do, uh, then that should be in cash too. So it's a very individual um, decision. And as you mentioned earlier, sometimes people say a number just because that's their sleep at night number. Right. But if you kind of get down to the, let's find out how much do I need. If somebody asks me, then we start to dig into it a little bit more to get more details. Well, Jude, why do people sometimes end up in that situation just sitting on more cash than they should? Well, what I've seen a lot of times is people have an automatic investment. They are getting some money automatically every month put into their savings account and out of sight, out of mind. And all of a sudden that builds up quite a bit of stash. And then they're like, wait, wow, I've got a lot more here than I started with. And so, you know, at that point, it's really time to take a look and see, you know, is this more than what you need? And can we be more effective reallocating some of those dollars? Gotcha. Okay. Well, you know, and again, everybody's, you know, scenario is going to be different. So how you feel about cash, having how much to have is, you know, is going to be subjective, but there are smart ways to make sure that, you're, you know, as we said before, that you're not sitting with too much doing nothing because then it's not being very effective and not helping you grow your, you want to, like a lot of things, you want to have your, your dollars uh, kind of going out and recruiting more dollars for you, if at all possible. So that's kind of the idea a lot of times, but for a client who's maybe gotten used to that larger amount and, how do we how do we offer some ways to effectively you know kind of reduce that down without giving them a heart attack because they're watching their money you know jump up and down in the market or whatever the case is there's some strategies some things that we can kind of pare that down and not feel like it's so all or nothing mark you're probably going to get tired of hearing the bucket plan (laughs) (laughs) but you know really if you just think about helping a client allocate money between the three buckets and now soon in the later bucket. I'm going to address the market, the money going up and down the market every day as being, hopefully we've not moved them from some giant bank account to putting all their money in the later bucket. Uh, if we plan their, help them plan their finances and, and their cash flow and their cash flow needs, we could look at the money in the later bucket and say, listen, this is money that we're not going to need for over 10 years. So, we know that there's going to be fluctuations in the market. It's going to happen. There's nothing we can do about it. That's the way the market is. And so when we put this money here, we want you to you know, know we're going to manage it, but it is going to go up and down. So understand that. The money that they don't want to go up and down has got to be the now bucket money and the soon bucket money. And uh, so as we, if we help them through that process, now the client that Jude mentioned earlier, uh, with all the money in the bank, they're just not going to move because that's their comfort level. But for most folks, 
once you educate them about how to allocate the money and and having the money that they need when they need it and then properly allocate that across the three buckets then that whole issue becomes a, a smaller issue it's not something we don't have to remind them about but once they grasp that and understand it their comfort level goes up uh, a whole bunch yep and we'll do the math and show them how to use the money most efficiently but at the end of the day uh, and mike has this saying about i don't mind telling you what i think you should do and i don't mind you disagreeing so at the end of the day really our job is to show clients how to best allocate that money but if they say you know what i want more or less in that now bucket that's a personal choice All right. Well, there you go. So that's going to do it for our main topic of is cash good or bad? I mean, again, ideally, you know, a lot of times what we talk about can be very subjective. And of course, we do talk in generalities. But what you want to do is you want to at least be thinking about it so that you have some questions to pose to your advisor and say, well, hey, here's what I've got in this department and here's what I was thinking about and so on and so forth. And are you do you have, you know, things allocated the right place? Do you have the bucket strategy, uh, the different buckets doing the different things that the guys talk about here on the show? So that's kind of the idea so if you do have some questions as always make sure you check with a qualified professional like jude or mike before you take any action they are holistic wealth managers at the company of Mott and associates and wilson group financial so make sure you reach out to them before you take action at 800-779-4592 and have a conversation get on the calendar come in for a chat 800-779-4592 as always you can go to the website planwise retirefreepodcast.com that is planwise retirefreepodcast.com subscribe to the podcast uh, you can also learn more about the team a lot of good tools tips and resources to be found there as well and the guys have more than 50 years of combined uh, complex experience they're working on these situations so give them a call have a conversation and subscribe to the show so you can get new episodes as they come out as well as check out past ones and guys thanks so much for your time this week jude have yourself a great week and safe while you're doing all your traveling and mike i'll be looking for some barbecue as soon as possible you bet no worries man <laughs> me too <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time here on plan wise retire free with jude and mike of, again, the company of Mott Associates and Wilson Group Financial. We'll catch you next time here on the show. The preceding program is sponsored by Jude Wilson and Mike Mott, which is solely responsible for its content.